0: Hello and welcome to Cyber321, plain English cyber in three articles, two numbers, and one action. This is Sam Glynn, and it is the 2nd of September 2022. In the first of three articles this week, the bad guys are after your money, and your phone is their way in. The journal reports on how an RTE researcher was fooled by a scam, which resulted in 15,000 euro being stolen from his AIB bank account. The scam began on Monday this week. When he got a call from someone claiming to be from AIB, who said there was unusual activity on his account. The call came from a phone number with a Dublin area code, and when he searched the number online, the results indicated that it was an AIB helpline. The caller had all of his details and listed several transactions that he had legitimately made, along with others that he had not. The caller said that they would block the fraudulent transactions and cancel his cards and his online account. They just needed him to approve the process with his AIB card reader. He received a phone call the following day from someone who really was from AIB, informing him that the bad guys had drained his bank account. So what? Well, as Ronan Murphy of Smartech is quoted in the article as saying, this type of scam, which is known as smishing, is becoming increasingly common and generating hundreds of millions of euros for fraudsters. The fraudsters use SMS spoofing, which makes it appear that their phone call or text message is coming from a legitimate organisation such as AIB. The messages usually look for information or claim that urgent action is needed, such as clicking on a link. If you receive a message or call which is pushing you to take urgent action, this should ring alarm bells. Do not click links in these messages. Hang up on the caller and call the company back on a number that you already have on file for them. For example, banks usually have their contact number printed on your bank card. The second article this week is also titled, the bad guys are after your money and your phone is also their way in. And in this story, another scam affecting AIB customers. The Independent reports on a recent conviction of a man involved in the theft of just over €200,000 from AIB customers. The man worked in a phone shop and enabled the money to be stolen by issuing duplicate SIM cards that cloned phone numbers of AIB customers so the bad guys could receive security codes sent by AIB as SMS text messages. So what? Well, firstly, I know I never stopped talking about multi-factor authentication and the significant benefits that it provides. With MFA-enabled, the bad guys need more than just your password to gain access to your account. But if MFA involves you receiving a security code via an SMS text message, then there is a risk that the bad guys could take control of your phone number so they receive these codes instead of you. They could do this if they have an insider within the mobile phone company, as seems to have been the case here, or if they can fool someone working in the phone company that they are you, as happened recently to a friend of mine. I talk about strategies to avoid this problem in this week's action. But there's another thought that comes to mind as I record this podcast, which is in these two situations involving AIB customers, it might have enabled the bad guys to get the security codes that are generated after you have logged in. But we have to ask the question about how the bad guys got the individual's initial login details, which in AIB's case is their online customer ID, which I believe is eight or nine digits long, as well as their PIN, which is six digits long. So either the individuals were fooled into revealing this information as well or something bigger is happening behind the scenes. If anyone out there knows the RTE researcher that was good enough to reveal his experience with the scam earlier this week, it would be interesting to talk to him about how he thinks the criminals had a list of several transactions that he had legitimately made that week. And the final article this week is to tell us that confirming someone's identity isn't going to get any easier. And this arises from uh, an article about the chief communications officer of Binance, a major cryptocurrency exchange who reported that criminals used a deepfake hologram impersonating him to try to fool several highly intelligent crypto community members. The objective of the criminals is unclear, and it is unknown if anyone lost money as a result of the scam. So what? While this is far from an accurate definition, I would describe deepfakes as fake images, audio or videos, either showing events that did not happen, or individuals saying things that they never said. This scam is an example of a deepfake being used to fool victims into thinking that they're on a video call with a well-known and trusted individual. If the victims trust the individual in front of them, they're more likely to be fooled into doing something that later turns out to be problematic. So in future, not only will you no longer trust messages or phone calls, you won't be able to trust video calls either. And by the way, if you want to prove that you're talking to a real human being and not a deepfake hologram, apparently you just need to ask them to turn their heads to the side, as the tech isn't yet smart enough to impersonate the side of someone's head. Yet. The first of two articles this week is 50%. And that is RTE recently reported that Bank of Ireland has seen a 50% increase in smishing scams involving fake text messages which appear to come from a delivery company on post or government agencies such as the HSE and Revenue. Victims are fooled into revealing their online banking details to the scammers which enables the bad guys to gain access to the victim's bank accounts. So what? Well as the article states text messages appearing to be from third parties like delivery companies or government agencies should be treated with caution. You should assume they're a scam. If you think they're genuine, you should call the third party back using contact details that you already have on file for them, or at worst, using contact details that you can find listed on their genuine website. The second number this week is 200,000 sterling. And that is, according to the Wall Street Journal, is the amount of money lost when criminals used artificial intelligence based software to impersonate a chief executive's voice, fooling one of the CEO's employees into making the payment. So what? Well, we're being told that we can't trust messages or phone calls anymore, and it appears that this remains the case, even if the caller sounds like our boss. Keep that in mind the next time you don't want to answer that call from your boss. Your explanation that you didn't want to answer the call because you didn't trust it may give you just enough plausible deniability. And this week's action is related to MFA as it nearly always is. And really it's to remind us that SMS security codes are better than nothing, but authenticator apps are better than SMS based codes. This arises from one of the week's stories demonstrating the risks of receiving your MFA security codes via an SMS text message. If the bad guys can clone your number, they can receive the code. Cloning your SIM card involves a bit of effort, and most scammers won't bother, especially given the number of accounts out there that are not protected with MFA and can be breached with a single password. But as this story shows, some scammers will exert the effort. So what? Well, to avoid this problem, you should use a free Authenticator app wherever possible. For example, Google Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator, LastPass Authenticator, or Authy. And you should use these for at least for your most important accounts, especially your email account. By using these apps, the security code is generated within the app and it's not sent via SMS. So if the bad guys want the security code, they need to gain access to your physical phone. While that's not impossible, it does require far more effort than the majority of criminals would ever bother to exert. And it would appear to require more effort than finding an insider in a mobile phone company who will clone the SIM cards of dozens of customers for a fee. And that's it for this week, until next time, take care.